0: Yeah, let's talk about that. Okay, so okay. the fact of what was the, the overall thing of uh, uh, feminist theology. Yeah. Okay. So there's this new movement going on called, called feminist theology. There's first wave feminism, second wave feminism, third wave feminism. We're kind of in third wave right now. Um, you know, I mean, I, I was raised by a single mom, and I, you know, I believe in equal pay, whatever. But the uh, this wave of feminism that's going on right now, the way you get to the evil that's kind of woven into it is um see there's two discussions there's one discussion is men and women are equal and and is it true or false yes or no and then the other one is men and women are different, yeah. so are we having a discussion about equality or having a discussion about difference <coughs> and so uh, the move of feminism that's going on right now believe that men and women are not different there 's no difference between oh, a man yeah, and a woman yeah. at, at all yeah. and so um, by and so that's a really important thing, because yeah, that's because that's, cause that's an easy, enough, yeah, yeah. Because it's an, it's a gateway into um, LGBTQ plus kind of ideas. It's also um, it's also an anti-marriage kind of thing, you know. Um, and so the, there's equalitarian and complementarian ideas. And so e- e- egalitarian, they they believe that you know oh, we all need e- we need to be equal, right? And, and you know, and they uh, talk about. Say that is egalitarian or equalitarian is that the same thing uh, i don't know i don't know equalitarian i think is like well anyway so i just trying to keep so, up with words right the, the, the tree right well, the the way so you know they say so so do you believe in um inequality they would say whatever yeah. you know and uh and so a great tactic that the, the jordan peterson has come up with that he points out to really expose it is that Are you seeking equality of opportunity or equality of of outcome, right? So, like, um, for example, right now there's, um, you know, like in STEM fields, uh, science, technology, engineering, math, there's like maybe ten to one men to women in those fields, and so there's not there's not many women working in those fields, and those are well-paying fields and stuff, right? Yeah, right, and so they would they would say that we need to equalize that, we need to get more women in those fields, you know? And so um, they they say that because there's not more women in those fields, that somehow there's not an equal opportunity, right? So there's not an equal opportunity for women to go in those fields. And so what they do is they attempt to measure opportunity by outcome. So they're like, oh, as we look across the board, we realize that since there's, you know, nine guys for every one girl in, in um, in the STEM fields, that therefore there must have be equal opportunity, right? Yeah. And and so they begin to measure, but the the flaw is they're measuring opportunity by outcome, you know. And so when the fact of the matter is, is that men and women are different. And yeah. so if you if if you can get a feminist to admit that there's a difference between equality of opportunity and equality of outcome, and to admit that we need to focus on on I mean I we all desire for equal opportunity. We all want every man, every woman, every person of every race to have the same opportunity to get the same job. That's an okay goal. That's, you know, that's yeah. and it's, in my opinion that's already been accomplished, you know. But um when it comes to equality of outcome, when you start to measure by that, that's that's when things get really haywire and stuff. But if you admit that there's a difference between equality of opportunity and equality of outcome, you have to admit that men and women are different. Yeah. Which I believe men and women are different. Men and women, people for the last, you know, five centuries have believed that men and women are different for, for throughout all time. People yeah, have yeah. believed men and women are different. And so the fact is, is women like, women are more drawn To work with people, and men are more drawn to work with stuff. So men will work with, um, you know, engineers, scientists, architects. They're working with stuff, but like teachers, nurses, you know, those kind of those are occupations where you're working with people, right? And so part of the problem is in the STEM field, you know, science, technology, engineering, math. Those are scalable. So the more you work in those fields for years and years, the more valuable you become and the faster you can fix things and the better you can invent. And so you're scaling up into higher types of income. But you, you can be a, a second grade teacher, you working with second graders your whole life and then have a new teacher come in and she's making the same money as you. So a lot of occupations where you're working with people, they're not scalable. But the way so STEM fields are scalable and and you know working with people fields are not you know
1: Sorry, I'm like, your, my vocabulary is not quite low just okay. like trying to keep up at the same time STEM fields science technology engineering,
0: like engineering and math and math okay. yeah. yeah and so, so, didn't even know that, so you yeah <laughs> that's right yeah it's it's oh, yeah, it's, it's a teacher term yeah right. so so STEM fields are working with stuff yeah. and people that do those scale up to higher and higher pay. Um, uh, the working with people fields really aren't and yeah. so they're, they're not as scalable you're not seeing women double yeah. their salary as a teacher yeah. but you see that all the time in STEM fields and so that's one right and so yeah. the argument that the, the feminists make is that women are oppressed because women are making less than men yeah. well, what they've done is they've taken women across the board and averaged how much they're making, taking men across the board and average how much they're making. Well, men are more likely to work more hours. Men are more likely to work overtime hours than women. Men, men are more likely to relocate for a job than women. Um, men are more likely to work extreme, extremely dangerous jobs than, than than women. You know, and there's a lot of things that a, a, a lot of types of jobs that men do, um, and so that creates that pay gap uh, you know and women have other types of, 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 of priorities you know a lot, a lot of women are, are focusing on, on different things and stuff and there's even a uh, Jordan Peterson does a study of uh, a, a, a lot like aggression like men are m- more aggressive yeah and so that and because of, of that so anyway there's the, the argument that men and women are, when you remove all those variables you realize that men and women are, are paid the same that the pay gap is kind of a myth it's not like you walk in to get hired to be a, a fifth grade teacher, or get hired to be, you know, um, any job anywhere, a firefighter, anything like that. You, it's, just, it's not like you walk in to get hired to be a job, and then they're like, oh, you're a man, I'll pay you more. Oh, you're a woman, I'll pay you less. It's not even a thing, you know? And so they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're making a larger argument than than, than, w- than what is necessary, yeah. you know? Um, but there is.
1: Yeah. Isn't there a page... Pay gap or pay difference mm-hmm. t- when it comes to
0: the jobs. I guess. Yeah, yeah. You're so STEM jobs, so STEM jobs are paying more. You're not saying mm. it's based on gender; it's based on job. Really. Right. You know, it's just. Yeah, and so men are more drawn to STEM fields, and women are more drawn to fields that deal with people. Like, like hospitals, like the the medical field, nobody's arguing about that. There's like five to one doctors in the medical field because doctors are working with people, yeah. right? Okay. Uh, you know what I mean? And so, and, and no one's making a, a, no one's trying to fit about that. When a lot of doctors, a lot, so there's a lot of female doctors that are getting paid a fortune, you know? Yeah. And, and so, but. Stem fields pay more, and for for obvious reasons, because they're scalable. You can scale up stem fields. You can't scale up yeah, yeah. P- uh, people fields. Well, just- well, it's like you know, if you're a, if you're if you're an engineer and you have to solve problems or you have to design things, yeah. the first thing you design might take you a month, but ten years later or ten months later, you might be able to design the same thing in a week, right? Because you've grown. Well, if you're a teacher and you can handle a classroom full of ten students, you know, a year later, you're not going to be able to handle a classroom full of 20 students. You're kind of sealing out. When you're working with people, there's only so far you can go. It's not a, a multipliable, it's not it's scalable, you know? And, I mean, I, I, I believe teachers are underpaid in America. I think they should be, like, subsidized somehow or whatever, but... Uh, that's not really a, you know that's, a, that's another side side argument yeah. and stuff I've worked as a male in teaching fields and I've I have felt kind of oppressed in a way because like it, it really is the wrong that's a whole other story but anyway um, teachers work hard you know and they should yeah. be paid and, yeah. and they should be paid good but that doesn't mean that there's a, a problem of us purposefully paying men more money than we pay women yeah. and stuff you know what I mean there's a question with
1: teaching. Um, like specifically when you get up at the universities
0: and colleges it seems like you see more males in that. Is there a reason for that? Actually it's the opposite. Uh, yeah, who? Uh, every college across the nation is has more than twice as many women as they do men. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, if you go to Lee University right now there's a 6 to 1 ratio. There's 6 yeah. girls for every one guy. Annoying, yeah, I know guys that are single. It's like why are you single? <laughs> yeah. There's 6 to 1 ratio. I anyway, know it's, it's a joke. Any, but a well, uh, teacher-wise. So there's 6 to 1. Oh, yeah. Teachers no. to male Yeah. The, really? Well, yeah. There's there's a lot more throughout. Even, even in colleges, there's more people. Oh, in oh, colleges family. and stuff? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I, I, I was not looking, I was, looking at when teachers. Whenever I, I was in like, college, I feel like mm. at least
1: half, maybe more than half, of the, the teachers that I had
0: in college were male. Yeah. I didn't know if there was a reason for that. Oh, right. Right. Uh, it's like, it might have to do with your field of study too. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I didn't know if maybe it was some
0: of it. Yeah,
1: that's a strong like argument. Being able to put up with, uh, because like, if I'm thinking personally, if I had to teach somebody, I would rather teach someone who was in college than deal with both kids. Right. And I didn't know if that was some of it. If women are just like, women. and I guess I should make the statement that like everything you said too is not like a hundred percent blanket statement over everybody yeah. they are individuals. Yeah. yeah. And so like, but the majority of women are know how to deal with kids better. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's very and true. That, so that
1: would that maybe be why so, there's like more women teachers in elementary schools
0: than then when you get up to college there's more men. Um
1: or, I don't know. Because I just didn't know if yeah, that's that's a good argument. No.
0: Yeah, that that's a really good argument. I'd have to look at that. I don't I don't know about a lot of study has been put on studying the, uh, student count. Head count of men versus versus, versus women. You know, in, in in the early days of, of feminism, there's a really strong argument, actually. Uh, there's a great movie, um, Mona Lisa Smile. There's a, um, um, what's it, I forget the actress's name that's in it, but anyway. Um, there's a, um, back in the day, the measurement of the oppression against women was the fact that a lot of colleges like Harvard, jail, all those, would only have, like, five or ten women would have, like, hundreds of men. Like, the amount of women in college. And so, feminists originally... The the original feminist movement picked the male-female ratio in college universities as the measuring stick for female oppression, right? And so they're like, hey, look at this. Women are being oppressed because they're not being allowed to go to college the way men are, you know? And because we only have you know, like five women for every 200 men, look, women are oppressed. Now that was a valid argument and I think attention need to be brought to that yeah. but, so they invented the measuring stick of female oppression. Well now, if you look at colleges across America, there's six to one, there's five times, there's at least double the amount of women than there is men. It's in drastic proportion and so according, if they like they set the rules for the game. If they said that the measuring stick of oppression against a gender is having it out of balance, then therefore, according to their measuring stick, according to their dialogue, men are the ones oppressed right now. Yeah. Uh, you know okay. what I mean? And there's a now you're saying that, mm-hmm.
1: that colleges, it's not the teachers that are six one, but the students. Like right. 6, 6'1", the
0: okay, exactly. and one. Okay. Yeah. And so that's where you become, you start to make the, like, are men oppressed right now? I mean, it's an interesting argument. That actually is an argument for that. There's a men's rights movement because they talk about um, child custody cases, tremendous favors are always given to the woman rather than the man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, men are, are still the only ones that can, are subject to like a long, a long list of things. You know, you, if you look at the suicide rate, uh, men are like five times more likely to commit suicide. If you, if you go to soup kitchens, America you'll find predominantly men you go to jails across America you'll find predominantly men you know and stuff and it's like whatever whatever measuring stick you want to grab if you look at it through a non-biased lens it's almost like men are oppressed but yet but yet the feminists are still asking for more you know and I think that really just simply understanding because those things can be a explained as well. The reason why there's more men in jail than women isn't really oppression. It's because men are different than women, and they're more more aggressive in nature. Yeah. So when that aggression isn't nailed... See, a man's ag- aggression, if it's aimed in the right direction, it can help them to be really good at sports. Yeah. It can help them to be really competitive in a, in a corporate field. But if it's not aimed in the right direction, it can wind up turning into violence or crime. Yeah. Uh, you know, because we have this natural, like... You know, aggression kind of thing going yeah, on. Yeah. And we don't know how to tame it. Schools, see, our school systems are set up to be. um uh, or directed. Y- y- like, even or directed y- in the right way. Right. And, and really. It's so, interesting how I do that aggression is redeemable, you know? It is like, mm-hmm. it is a good trait if it's directed the right way. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of men, you see men that are like CEOs and stuff. They're, they're extremely <laughs> aggressive in business. Yeah. And it's a dog eat dog world out there. I mean, yeah. uh, Uh, 90% of startups are are destined to fail, you you know, and so everybody's trying to make it and and few people are making it, it's a race, you know, and so men that have this type of aggression, it actually helps them succeed because they're they're driven, you know, that's why men are more likely to to work overtime hours, you know, or or to work two jobs, you know, there's there's a lot of things about men that are are redeemable. But you have to acknowledge the fact that men and women are different. So what I do to kind of expose the evil is I'd, I'll be talking to women and simply start to list why women are better than men in different ways. Like, And, and all I'm doing is women are better, men are better. But I, I talk I about the- slippery slope. Some of them you can do that and get what you put. Your foot <laughs> Like they're like, what? You just make a statement, learned. they think you're generalizing <laughs> everything. <laughs> it's like you're trying to pay them a compliment. Yeah, and and that's okay, the thing is. So I'll be I'll also yeah. talk about about. Ah, women are so awesome because they can multitask. Yeah. Men can't multitask the way the way women can. Women have a natural ability to be able to like do different things you know and you can see a mom with like a, fo- a phone on her ear and she's having a conversation and she's engaged in her conversation while stirring a pot of soup and hold- holding the kid in her hand you know what I mean it's like wow you know see, and that's, where, that's where a girl might get offended oh yeah what she really right. well, right. well you can go in the corporate world and you can see a, a, a woman you know as in yeah. an office type of saying you know yeah. and you know, women often are office assistants, and men often are the ones that they're they're assisting. But even that's changing. But part of the reason why women make such great office assistants is because because they can multitask. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and instead of saying that yeah. oh, we're oppressed because we're the assistants and you're the men, it's like no, you're hired to be assistants because a female secretary is worth ten times more than a male secretary yeah. in a lot of cases because of their ability to, to multitask they they and. Right, like, yeah. And they,
1: they probably are in a lot of cases. And they're probably under, in a lot of cases, under value where they're kind of, oh, that's just a secretary. Yeah. So, wait until you lose that, and then you're going to see how much is needed. Because I, mm-hmm. I can imagine having a bad secretary is really probably eye-opening to people that
0: aren't used to it. Yeah. Well, I, I will I, I do believe that the <coughs> pay scale in, in corporate America is, is drastically top-heavy. You know, like way too much money is going to the, the top people, and way too little is going to the bottom. You know, my, my mom was a secretary. She worked her way up and she became secretary for the um, plant manager of Anheuser-Busch. Yeah. And Anheuser-Busch is like, I and mean, that's like Budweiser, Bush Beer, you know, they're like the, the largest brewery in the Midwest, yeah. you know, and they. Um, And here, she's the secretary for a guy making, like, six figures, almost seven figures a year, you know. And uh, the guy sits at the board with the Bush family and stuff. We've got the best Cardinals baseball tickets ever. We've, like, six rows behind the dugout because they own the Cardinals, you know, and lots of cool little perks like that. But um, growing up, though, I still saw, like, she struggled as a single mom to raise me because she's making less than 10% of what her boss is making when she really was kind of the, a lot of men are um, you know only as good as their as, as their secretaries to an extent Yeah. Uh, you know like I mean there's I don't know like to me I have this idea I want to do a business model called the the, the Oceans 11 business okay. model so in Oceans 11 if you've seen the movie Oceans I've I so so I I I don't want to defend the pyramid the with the girls oh yeah you know yeah it's not worth seeing in my opinion but the uh well, it's, it, it, it slaughters it, man. Yeah. It's, it slaughters the concept. But oh, so, Ocean's Eleven was, um, o, you know, Billy Ocean. And I think The Ocean's Eleven is there's a truth there. A, a Billy Ocean has this idea how to rob a bank and steal like a hundred million dollars or something, yeah. like that. and then he picks these 11 guys, and each one was a misfit. They the they're 11 very quirky guys, but they all had a specific talent of what their one thing was, you know? Yeah. So one guy's really good at making bombs, and one guy's really good at, at hacking computers, and one guy's really good at this and that. And so they, they, they figure it out, and then when they rob the bank, they all get an equal portion,
1: yeah. right?
0: Yeah, and, yeah. and to me, it's like having diversity being celebrated with you know, with equality. Yeah, exactly. Because that's that's puzzle theory. So puzzle theory oh. is is different than the pyramid. Because puzzle theory is that every piece of the puzzle is equally valuable, even though they're different. Should we pause it? Oh, sorry. Did another one. I don't know. Yeah. So that's. Oh, so yeah. So yeah. So that, that's let's a branch okay, in the puzzle let's go theory. back yeah. to the um, oceans theory, though, in the aspect of
1: like the job corporation so we can kind of stand oh right right okay, okay so so I think to the other one, it's, right and to keep
0: it a little more structured yeah no to keep it structured I think here's the problem with, with with these feminists that are arguing that men and women are different are not any different yeah and they're trying to find value in that yeah if you walk in so if, if if I were to walk in if you're CEO of a corporation I were to walk in and say to you I'm just as good as you I can do everything you can do just as good as you can do it you should hire me well, your response would be like, "Why do I need you? I'm already yeah. here. Go yeah, away, yeah, yeah, yeah. right?" And so it's it's a, but if you were to walk in and say, "Hey, all the things you're not good at, I'm really good at, and I can compliment you in a yeah. way where I can bring things to the table that are different than what you bring to the table, yeah. and so I can balance this out." There's a lot of ways that I will compliment you. That's why you should hire me. You'd be like, "Yeah, you're right. You can do a lot of stuff I can't do. Yeah, you, 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 can, I you can't you can't cover my blind side, Almost you know."
1: Like Genesis. This man needs a yeah well,
0: everybody hates that term i'm trying to think of it. help me yeah like, <laughs> i just said it oh yeah them. help me oh no but so the, of, like, what,
1: yeah because people i don't know why they, they think that means slave or something but it's like well it's the balance
0: the, because man. Mm-hmm. so here's why they think of slave is i find that when i debate feminists i have to remove the lens of this the, the pyramid hierarchy yeah. because they think of themselves as underneath yeah. and something on top is oppressing them. When if you can remove the thing on top, then, it's, then there's like more freedom or whatever. Yeah. And that's, if you remove the pyramid lens and you look at the puzzle piece lens of yeah. we're, we're all different. We're, we're like an Ocean's Eleven lens, you know? And nobody feels oppressed in an Ocean's Eleven structure because we're all equally valuable, even though we're different. I think it's
1: hard for males in that sense because I feel like naturally not that the male wants to be on top, mm-hmm. like in the pyramid structure, where women will be underneath. I think it's more that, like, naturally, I think men just have this tendency to want to cover or like overshadow, them, like, right. where they, like protect, sort of.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I think that's what's kind of maybe like there's a little bit of tension there. Because then there's some girls that want to be like, well, I can take care of myself and everything. But at right. the same time, I mean, you see that with the dad and his daughters, like or a, male, a guy and his wife. Like, it's like... Mm. And, I mean, I'm the same way with my sister. It's like, I think... If, I don't have any brothers, but I think if I had a brother, it'd be kind of like, oh, fend for yourself a lot more than... it's yeah. my sisters. If someone were to come up and hit one of my sisters, I mean, like... Right. It'd, yeah, it would be crazy, like, just the thought of it. So, so I think... But it's mm. like... But even in that concept, it's not like I'm over... My sister's oppressing. It's just more like... And I think... Mm-hmm.
0: Is that? you think where that that might be well, kind of twisted I, that, that I believe that. Well, well, yeah. The, so, so to shift it from a corporate America discussion to a in the household in the home kind of discussion, because the Bible has clear examples of home yeah, structure. But even
1: corporate, like right, if, even if I had a, a female, my um, mm-hmm. like coworker, mm-hmm. and I saw someone mistreating
0: her, like just as naturally as a man, we want to stick up for her because it's like yeah, I don't know why, it's a natural it's like thing actually that's the reason why women aren't allowed to fight in and in, and in, in, uh, yeah in, in the military the problem isn't that women aren't able to shoot a gun as good or run as fast it has nothing to do with the ability of women the problem is is you can have 15 men run side by side in the gunfire in the battle and fight to the best of, the, of their ability for the nation. But if you put one woman in there, all, the men are going to want to protect the woman in, yeah. a, in, in a different yeah, way. Yeah. And, it, and, and it throws everything off. Because, you know, you have 15 men running the gunfire. Only five are going to ascend the hill. Yeah, and right? I can see how a woman would be like, don't, like, don't, I can keep up with you guys. Don't
1: like. Right. She would say that. But still, like, if I was in a situation, like, yeah. I, I, I couldn't help it. And my mind would be mm-hmm. constantly thinking, like, in the back of my head, like, Oh, you gotta, yeah, like, protect. I don't know right. why. It's just this natural tendency. And I don't know if that... Mm-hmm. Has that maybe been that natural tendency for a guy to want to protect a, to want to protect a woman? Could that have maybe... Is what is twisted to where people are seeing it as that pyramid structure now?
0: Right, or? yeah. Well, they, they look at it as a source of oppression rather than a source of inheritance. Okay, yeah. And so, um... Like, okay, so... I, I had this, this vision once. It was a quick little dream. And this... Basically, this man and this woman, they were hiking and they had all this gear lying around. Yeah. And, the, and the woman's like, I'll carry this, I'll carry that. And the guy's like, No, no, I'll carry that. Okay, no, I'll carry that. She, she wants to carry the pots and pans. No, I'll carry the pots and pans. And so he keeps on loading up his backpack with all the stuff so she doesn't have to carry anything. And she's like, No, no, I want to do this. He's like, No, no, let me do it. Let me do it. Let yeah. me do it. And she's like, No. And, and so fi- it becomes a like an argument, but finally he takes all this stuff. And then she's like, What? And she gets mad. She goes, well, I'm just as good as you. Now, what do I carry? And he goes, you carry the baby, and there's a baby sitting there on the ground. She's like, oh yeah. And then he, she picks up the baby. And then the guy says to the woman, she goes, you've always been better at carrying the baby, and you're, you have more of a sensitivity to the, the baby's needs, and you're more nurturing, and you've always been better at that. So let me carry the stuff, so that you can carry the baby. Yeah. And and the, and uh, and it just it was really this cool vision. I actually wanted to make it into like a movie short or something because, really. I believe in the heart of every man is a desire to protect, pursue, and provide for a woman, and in the heart of every woman, if she admits it, is a is a desire to you know to be protected, to be pursued, to be provided for. Those are very romantic concepts, you know, but the problem is is that they start to look at it as like an insult. But when you understand the difference between hierarchy and headship. See, hierarchy wants to oppress you to get something for themselves. Yeah. Headship wants to cover you so they can give you an inheritance. So the difference is which direction the inheritance is flowing, you know? And so, basically, men want to protect and, you know, provide for women, but they want to basically pay all this inheritance into the woman. You just want to give your wife, like, everything. Like, I see, I've seen, like, a hundred couples where the the woman drives the better car and the man drives the, the less reliable car, right? So, like, let's say the the men and women are both driving good cars and then the woman's car breaks down, well, the man will give him his reliable car and then he'll go buy something cheap or whatever because you, you always want your wife to have a reliable car, right? And yeah. I see this a lot. And so men want to protect, pursue, provide, um, but that's we want to pour as much inheritance into our wives and and stuff but they then in turn poured into the children right and they've always been better at that than we are uh, you know and there's a long list of reasons why women are better at at taking care of children than men you know And, and when you understand this kind of flow you know
1: Okay, I think it's going again. Okay, so protect men.
0: So, yeah, you so men three, protect, uh, uh, protect, pursue, and, and provide it, yeah. for women. Yeah. And women want to be protected, pursued, and provided for, but the problem is is that something about that feels like insulting to some of them. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. When I think it's uh, it's inheritance, you know? Like, it's... Yeah, it's... Yeah, like, cause you you really pour into women certain way, but there are ways that women pour into men that can't be compared to you know. Yeah, um, I I completely agree. I uh, as I was studying this, I went really deep, and the Lord actually showed me the core essence of like this kind of controversial stuff. But oh well, uh, seed and soil. Yeah. And so, like, you drop a seed in soil, and then it grows to be a tree. Mm-hmm. Well, the seed can't grow to be the tree it's destined to be unless it's in the right kind of soil, you know. So really, the soil is more important than the seed, because otherwise, you know, like the the parable of the sower, you know. Yeah. But um, in a deeper way, um, you have like the seed and the egg, and if you strip yeah. male, female all the way down to the core, it's seed and egg. Seed and And soil, so okay. yeah, and so women are the incubators of destiny. I remember hearing you say this. Yeah, before I like that
1: term too. And,
0: and so, if you understand that women are the incubators of destiny, so women are incubate. Are, I'm they, trying to think about of terms offensive. Right. I don't I, know I'm if like, it's offensive or not. I, I don't if think it is. Anything I'm you anything you try to drop that uh, when, of uh, destiny. Uh, when you're dealing with, with 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 a feminist, anything you drop that in any way says that men and women are different is going to be offensive. Yeah. But, that the, the, the truth of the matter is is it's actually a deep compliment in, in most of the ways yeah it's a wordplay yeah, like yeah. there's complementarian that means the two compliment each other yeah but there's also compliment like you pay somebody a compliment yeah <laughs> it's kind of funny but i'm a, i I'm, a, I'm both i believe that they balance that men and women compliment each other but i also believe that there's a lot of deep compliments in seen how women can do so many things that men can't do yeah uh, you know what I mean and, yeah and so I always start there but they see that um, and it's it's still offensive even when you talk about those things but women so women are the incubators of destiny and so this idea there the original a feminist movement a long time ago had a slogan that I actually agree with and it was behind <laughs> behind every good man is a good woman yeah when I was like wow now there's there's a sentence worth holding onto because that's really true because behind every good man is a good mother or a good wife or a good both. There's some woman that helps to, to, to incubate his destiny. Yeah. So women give this type of encouragement and they have this ability to see, to like see the best In people, that's why they want to pick up every stray dog and love every, you know, stray cat. That's why there's uh, no ugly baby, you know, and they just have this ability to see the best in things, you know. Every little boy has been told by his mom that someday he could be the president of the United States or whatever, you know, because she could just see the best, you know, and and encouraging towards that. And you know, Joel Osteen. He used to be a cameraman at his dad's church, Yeah. and when they want him to step up and like switch the cameras instead of be the cameraman, he was overwhelmed by that. And it took the guy leaving just for him to have enough confidence to be the camera switcher guy rather than be the camera, just the cameraman. And the whole time his wife was telling him, he goes, you know, I could really see you pastoring this church. He's like, no, not me. No, I'm just this. I'm just a cameraman. He's like, no. And so Victoria Osteen is really saying, I can really see you pastoring this church. You know? He's like, no, no, I can't. And she just continually, she, she doesn't nag him about it, but continually yeah. encouraging him, saying, hey, I see the best in you. Uh, you know? Yeah. And, and so w- 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 women are able to take that type of, uh, that's why I call them the, the, the incubators of destiny. The deep inside of every man is, is a destiny. But if there's not a woman to help help incubate and encourage that, then yeah. it doesn't come to pass. Yeah. Uh, you know? And, and it's sad. And women... See, a lot of women choose to be homemakers, you know? And um, feminists come full force against that. The problem isn't that we've devalued women to call them homemakers. The problem is women have devalued... the uh, Feminists have devalued the home to call it worthless. But the yeah. home is the incubation chamber of the entire family yeah and the, your future oh, you know? yeah
1: yeah like the man mm-hmm. if you have if you look at it seed in soil man's seed that's the children and the women are taking care of that I think I like I like that term I think most people hate that term also homemaker I'm like if you just think about those words a mm-hmm. woman is making the home like creating yeah. it like I think it says that in Proverbs the woman like builds the house a the wise mm-hmm. woman builds the
0: house yeah yeah in. And it's, it's one of the most mm-hmm. Yeah
1: No but I mean actually Like to man If you have children You're kind of re- Not I don't know that I should say Reproducing yourself But your seed is carrying out Your physical seed mm-hmm. Yeah And so it's like You can't The w- woman like to be, If she is a homemaker It's a stay at home mom She is Structuring and shaping That child mm-hmm. From yeah. like birth Basically yeah Like mm-hmm. you said by speaking Because everything is structured by words Yeah Like when you break it down to it like I'm just, you and me both are just a, just a pile of words basically. Mm-hmm. Like I, like the things that have been spoken to me my whole life are as what has kind of created the way I think, the way I yeah. am, the way I act, everything, like mm-hmm. that I've heard from my childhood. So, and we'll be like, a woman, like a homemaker, a stay at home mom, is there constantly pouring into her children. Mm-hmm
0: and and uh, there's a a really funny joke I heard SoundCom say it's funny when they call them stay at home moms because they never stay at home like they're always running around all over town and doing stuff doing stuff you know and they're and they're able to live these really free lives you know I think women can handle free time better than men because of this ability to multitask because of yeah, i thinking about women. my dad right now. Like, yeah, my dad's always staying busy doing something. Yeah, he's gotta be but, working on something. Well, I mean, uh, some some have an ability to, to self manage and stuff, and that self manage is an important yeah. trade to have as a small business owner. But um, so, but it, when you think about inheritance, like there's this new concept that's come out amongst feminists that throughout all of history, women have been oppressed, and you look at this generation that generation that generation but the truth is life is life sucks and life sucks less now than it did back then yeah oh, but, yeah, but yeah. back in the day like uh, you look like coal mining towns yeah where men would like go and and work like 10 12 hours 16 hour days in the coal mines and stuff and, yeah. and just, just working their tail off just so they can make enough money you know to bring home yeah. so that the wife can stay at home yeah. you know and in countless societies you know the, the, the remember the the Oregon Trail you know and try it oh, out yeah. and, and countless societies throughout, all of, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> constant um, examples but the men and you look at every one of those societies and they say women had it hard men had it harder you know and even when you look at like the wealthy elite like the Jane Austen kind of stuff even yeah. though the wealthy women had it good yeah. And the poor women had bad. The wealth was more so the, the 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 determining factor of if you lived a good life or not, not not gender. Yeah, I guess the one.
1: I don't know. I guess I maybe should phrase this in a question to get your take on huh. it. Um, like when you said women had it hard, and men had it harder. Do you think physically? I would think like huh. in times past. I would I guess agree with that. Like men <laughs> working in the coal mines, being out in the field, all this and that. But mentally, if you think they had it harder? Because to me, I would think if I was the homemaker, that weight of training up children mm-hmm. would be so much heavier than working in a coal mine
0: Actually, just swinging I, yeah. it a pickaxe. Me, me saying that had, women had it harder, men had it harder, that probably is the most sexist statement I've made tonight. Because well, yeah, well, oh, oh, but anyway, uh, uh, they do really work.
1: You meant physically, like in
0: times past, and I think that's true. uh, I didn't know, hmm. would that be true, like, mentally? Also, because to me, I would think... Well, well, this idea that people have always been suffering. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. You yeah. know, like, yeah, we've sure suffered through many, many wars. Yeah, yeah. And men are the only ones to go to fight the wars, you know, but we've suffered through many wars, yeah. and we've suffered through many famines, and we've suffered through many, you know, like, weather suffering, you know, like, trying to just survive in an Alaskan winter or whatever. Yeah. There's always been suffering. Yeah. And we're just now, in the last century, getting to a point where we're actually able to kind of step away from that you know yeah. the the amount of world hunger is dressing less now than that. it was before and like so they were we're growing out of this but so as women today look at women in the past they may think that there was oppression there but they're really if you looked at both sides of it it was, ba- it was balanced then but yeah. I, I think a stronger argument though is just that this idea of inheritance you know like you know, back in the '80s and '90s, are you, are you remember all those pyramid schemes that came out, like Amway and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, and you sit down and they show you the I mean, video. I don't
1: remember they, them that well, but, but I remember them coming out. Yeah, yeah
0: they all talking about them. They all they all played the same game where it's like, um, I sit down with you and I show you a video of other people and their testimonies, and I've signed up to be in this business so I can be like them. Yeah. What was interesting is those videos back when everybody had the same testimony that we were living a certain way on two incomes and we really wanted to make enough money so that we could live on one income yeah and so the idea of a one income supported household was perceived as a luxury throughout the 80s and 90s and it was the most important luxury right and so yeah. You got two, husband and wife, two people working for incomes, and they're like, man, if we could just make enough money, it'd be so great for my wife to stay at home. You know, it'd be so great to have one income. Instead of saying, oh, if we could just make enough money, it'd be so great to live in a more wealthy part of America, or it'd be so great to buy a bigger house or or faster cars. It was never... The first step and, you know, the first priority was growing to a level of luxury that you can support... A house on one a household on one income yeah and that luxury is something that a, a man really kind of works hard to rise up to and so when a man rises up to that part he, all, all he's doing is all of that work is his him the deepest part of him wanting to protect pursue provide and work really, really hard so that he can finally reach this reach this financial status of being able to have his wife stay at home yeah. Full time and it's a it's a luxury. Yeah. You know? And so how sad is it for society to 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 take that, that luxury and throw it back in his face. Like he's some kind of tyrant. You yeah. know, my friend his wife, um, he's like sixty or something, but boy, he works hard. First of yeah. all, at sixty years old, he's one of the healthiest guys I know, and he drinks Coca Cola and smokes every day. But he goes with like a case of Coke, like every other yeah. day. But he um he's but he's, he, man, he's a hard-working dude. I mean, he's, he works more than 40 hours every week. But his wife has never worked because it's always been their... They're, they're from, like, South Georgia, but it's always been their, their culture that, you know, and that's a luxury he's always fought for. Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? And so when men roll up their sleeves and really fight for the luxury of a one-income home, sh- we should at least give him a pat on the back and not tell them that they're tyrants, that they're oppressing their wives by... Caging them up In the home Yeah And like I said Stay at home wives Don't stay at home <laughs> They they do a lot They're The building blocks Of society You know Yeah 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 and so, anyway. yeah. I really like I'm
1: trying to I'm almost trying This whole time I'm trying to think of Like Things to press against you
0: kind of Yeah The other side of the argument We, uh, we yeah, really, really need wish, Like a woman here That Natalie is like here, I, I do it yeah. I, I wish Alexis was here <laughs> yeah, She'd have something yeah, to say. Yeah. No. The, I, the thing I like about Alexis is she says stuff that's you know, it would be challenging, but it's also smart. Like she'd yeah. actually bring like yeah, yeah. a sharpened point rather than like a a, a bias point. Yeah, you yeah. know? Because there's some people that just mock. And yeah. it's like
1: that's their I've run into those people too where they just they they just start mocking and making it a joke and it's like, yeah, it's funny. And then everybody's laughing, so everybody kinda takes to their side. And yeah. It's like I get it. It's funny what you said. So but it's not like not logical right like you're just making a silly joke and <laughs> making making this whole conversation like a joke when we should actually take things seriously but i'm trying to think of yeah i wish like i could, we had someone else here because i'm trying to think of like things to press against you and like to kind of yeah. like, give the other side of the argument um cause i'm trying to think of what would in that case with like we pre- like man is working for that where instead of being at the top of the pyramid like kind of I almost want to say it's like he's working to be the umbrella of his family sort of or Mm, something and and covering rather than not be the tyrant but it's being pushed on him that he's being a tyrant but I'm trying to think of what the woman sees it as Mm -hmm. like I'm trying to think of like what a girl's perspective is Mm -hmm.
0: like I don't know yeah it's um
1: (laughs) I, 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 I don't know how in like society how we've gotten to this point where it's like viewed that way or where the the like even a woman's part if she decides to be a stay at home stay at home mom let use that term or a homemaker how that get, did get so devalued right I don't know I, I'm trying to think if because I know that we would say feminists had a part I mean, to play that. that's pretty obvious because well the extreme feminists because they kind of Right. And completely devalue yeah. that and say it's like a worthless job I don't know if men have done that in a sense no, they probably contribute I haven't to seen some,
0: I've seen a lot of women doing that yeah. the thing that's sad is now you, it's, it's it's women oppressing other women because I mean, a lot of women feel called to be you know to, to be housewives right. and stuff and stuff and they're they're what they feel called to they're, they're just told that they're like oppressed yeah uh, you know that oh well you're just you're told to feel called to I, that. Mean, and I you're guess told I would to say where, where maybe the,
1: the extreme feminists think that is because there are it's really like man it's just everything always goes back to humility like even in marriage it's like i just said this yesterday i, I saw john spear I think of Simmon's mm-hmm. group. And we were talking about it, And marriage is 100%. Like, it's not 50-50. People think it's 50-50. It's not. You're in it 100%. If your spouse doesn't give you any... If your spouse gives you 0% back, mm-hmm. you still give them 100%. But, like, in marriage, like, I'm wondering if the extreme feminists are that way where they push so hard against a uh, homemaker because men, in the past, you have heard statements like, well, I put the food on the table. And then they start to play the tyrant card oh, wow. instead of the protection. You know? To where well, men have contributed to that i'm just trying to think right, about, right. well that i'm trying to press in the oceans here. 11 okay like, so in an
0: oceans 11 model every member of oceans 11 could say oh i want to be paid more because i did a bigger part of it you know yeah. like one guy's like well hey if it wasn't for me the whole thing wouldn't happen yeah well, every one of the oceans 11 can say that yeah you yeah. know but, yeah, and, it, and it's just it's just a manifestation of pride uh, you know because really what you're bringing to the table is valuable yeah but every you know we're all yeah. equally valuable Paul says in first Corinthians 12 let not the hand despise itself because it's not a foot or you know yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I give myself out because not an ear we're all equally valuable yeah and so I think maintaining that type of equality amongst our our differences yeah being equally valuable but It actually runs deeper, it actually runs into this inverted equality kind of thing. And that's where we talk about the upside down pyramid. Yeah. So basically, in a pyramid, the guys, the CEOs at the top, and then he's on top of these people, and he's on top of those people. So the further down you go, the hardest to carry the weight. Uh, kind of like the uh, cheerleaders that stack the pyramid, where the itty bitty cheerleaders on top, but yeah. the, the cheerleader on the bottom having to carry the weight of like three cheerleaders. Yeah, yeah you know, so you can yeah, stack yeah, the yeah. pyramid. You know, um, kind of like that. When really the whole structure is upside down. Yeah. So J- Jesus said. I'm the cornerstone, yeah. and, and and you know and like, you know, I'm the rock or whatever. And so anyway, Jesus. So imagine one brick, and then imagine on top of that brick four bricks in like a square. So that would be James, John, Peter, and Paul. And then imagine on top of that nine bricks, which would be the other nine disciples, Mm -hmm. you know? And then on top of that would be like 16 bricks, 25, 36. Yeah, upside down pyramid. Yeah, so you're you're stacking this upside down pyramid, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so with the upside down pyramid model, you begin at the top, and then every level of promotion you go further down. So you're actually promoted down the pyramid rather than up because you're starting at the top. You know mm-hmm. and this model it seemed clear list in the family like so the church is always parallel to the family like you're born again and then you're adopted into a church Paul says you have not many teachers you have many teachers but you have not many fathers and so this applies to both family and the church should should view it this way and so Paul says um, the parts of the body which are less honorable those those we bestow more abundant honor to and the parts which are more honorable those we bestow less honor to so the father of the house is he's less honored than the baby everybody gives all the attention to the baby everybody responds to the baby's every need when the the father he might he might uh, sneak in at It's at seven p.m. because he had to work overtime or something like that, and uh, he's he's not even noticed, kind of thing. But yet he's the one that's the most honorable, you know, because the both the father and mother they're the ones that are working the hardest. But yet they're yielding to, like when it's time to watch TV, the family is watching cartoons because the kids are three and four. Yeah, right. You know, like you're you're always yielding to the lesser. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Paul says, I desire to give you meat, but I give you milk. And yeah. so, you know, instead of, and so that means everybody's, Paul says, I desire to give you meat, so I give you meat. It's like, no, you always yield to the lesser, you know? And, uh, and so the, the, the whole family is always yielding to, to, to the lesser, and the stronger are carrying more than, than the weaker. And so I think when you understand that the more you grow and the more you mature, the more weight you should have to carry and the harder your life should be so that you can be paying it forward. It's, it's the opposite of entitlement you know and yeah. so and, and the the, the clearest example is like with children like okay now you know now it's okay to cry now it's not now it's okay to poop your pants now it's not now you're a little bit older time to time to clean up your own room now you're older time to mow the lawn uh, yeah. you know what I mean yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and when you turn 18 you know you, you need to either pay rent or you need need to move out or something like that you know what I'm saying like yeah, the older no, you I, get the more is required of
1: you I'm trying to think of this like I'm trying to think back to I don't know why it seems to be picking me not quite as loud but anyway um i'm trying to think back to what you all said about the pyramid like i i totally like understand that i guess i'm trying to think back to in the aspect of of the whole feminism thing we were talking about Mm -hmm. um like i understand how that works in that case i guess just where um where you have okay so so you have the the man who wants to, that's one of the three P's again protect, pursue, provide. Yeah. Okay. So then he works so hard his whole life to actually do those. Like, this is where I'm thinking, like, the feminists have devalued the homemaker status, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think the reason, maybe the reason they have done it is because, and I'm just saying, I don't know if this is true or not, is that maybe the reason extreme feminists have done it is because man did it first. Like, Mm -hmm. because Ryan worked so hard to protect, to be the, the one at the bottom supporting Mm -hmm. the family, right? To protect, pursue, provide, to uh, support his wife above him and the children above her. But then once he did that, then he flipped the pyramid and took on the entitlement mentality and said, well, you're spending my money. Mm -hmm. Like I put food on the table, like me, me, me sort of thing. I'm... And then that, and then femin, the extreme feminists heard that, those statements, mm-hmm. and man, where, where uh, yeah, a man would devalue what his wife does at home, where he comes home and he's tired, he's been working all day, and he's like, well, what do you do? You sit uh-huh. home all day. <laughs> like, you, you've heard of men saying yeah. that. And so, has, I mean, I would say in that sense, man has greatly contributed mm-hmm. to devaluing well, the uh-huh. homemaker.
0: I said the thing about my money. And one thing that's interesting when you study money is that uh, in Proverbs 31, it talks about the woman sees the field, that it is good, and she goes and buys it. Yeah. Yeah. And and one thing, this is seen stronger in Hispanic cultures than it is in, in our American culture. Yeah. But in Hispanic cultures, it's more true. And basically the idea is that the man goes out and works and banks the money but then he brings it home and he gives it to the wife and then the wife kind of stewards it according to the house so a wealthier family would be stewarding more money like my mom's stock portfolio and my my mom's real estate investment portfolio far out out trumps my grandfather's and the other men in my family and members and because she's a woman of prayer and yielded but she also has this kind of uh financial understanding and uh, an ability to invest in certain ways and yeah. um you know i think that if you look at how, how women spend money it's stressy different than how men do so um, men are hunters and women are nesters, basically. And so part of the idea is that men want to go out and hunt, and so they want to do these high-risk investments. Like like me and my friends, we're talking about like, oh, hey, let's take this piece of real estate, and then once we have that, then we can loan against it so we can go buy this other piece of real estate. Once we have that, we can loan against it so we can go buy this other piece of real estate. That's That's why people, that's why extreme wealthy men went flat broke when the housing market crashed because they didn't have the right margins for that. But women, women will invest in insurance and women, like insurance is is a woman's purchase kind of thing. Um, And there's a lot of ways that women invest in more safer kind of long-term kind of investments. So uh, women love investing in real estate because real, but more so than the stock market because real estate is more of a safe, kind oh, yeah. of like long term investment that's interesting it's
1: a, when you I'm even thinking of it in the aspect of, are there more men that are that fall into gambling than women statistically oh I'm sure there is there because, has to be because in that because sense like women would rather money, yeah. want to invest in in a more secure thing where a man mm-hmm. he wants to take the chance or yeah. because even thinking about hunting like that's always a gamble mm-hmm. like even if you go back to the primitive state of just hunting with a bow and arrow or something well man is investing time to make a bow and arrow assuming he can maybe get some sort of game so it's kind of a gamble even gambling Mm -hmm. then in a sense whereas like maybe just planting sowing seed and gardening is a lot more secure and Mm -hmm. reasonable than that i don't know that's really interesting thinking about it that way
0: yeah so so men are more likely to do high risk investments and women are more likely to do low risk Investments yeah. just because kind of hunters and nesters, but at yeah. the same time, anybody that studies investing will, will tell you that in your younger years, as a man, in your younger years, your, your, your 20s and 30s, that's the time to be doing super high risk investments like playing the stock market, doing a startup, you know, just really going for it. But as you get older, you need to start looking at more low risk and low risk investments. Because you, you don't have any, as many years ahead of you to recoup your fa- to recoup your failures and stuff, and yeah. so really the wisdom is the the older you get, the more you want to be focusing on this almost female type of perspective of, of, of money investment, yeah. like um, establishing a retirement, things like that. You know, really being able to build up your, you know, um, very you know how, however you're, you're doing it. Are you, are, you, uh, are you know what I mean, and so, but. The idea for women has not just been that they're just homemakers. Like, oh, you don't put your wife on an allowance and tell her, oh, here's money to buy groceries with. It's more so the idea of men are going out and hunting and bringing this money home, but then women have a gift of being able to steward the money of the household, right? Yeah. And so, so like me, like I'm a real estate investor, so maybe I'll go out and make a big, big, you know, Big sale, like a make make thirty thousand dollars profit. I would give fifteen thousand of that to my wife to say like, hey, take you know this is our money. We can use this for whatever. But she's the one nesting that, so she's actually able to steward large amounts of finances. But then the the, the other fifteen thousand I may go and invest in some other high risk real estate something. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And so I think when we start when men start to think of themselves as the because women are better at budgeting. It's just part of their makeup because the the multitask the the uh, a sec- for lack of a better word the secretarial kind of abilities they have. There, um, a, 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 a woman are better at balancing a budget and better yeah. things. And we, and, we are speaking statistically. Yeah, 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 yes, statistically. Yes, and so there's a lot of families. who so <laughs> Yeah. Well, really, yeah. another thing that you have to study when studying the differences between men and women is you, you're not going to get it right and you're not going to understand it unless you simultaneously study the Myers-Briggs and the, the Enneagram test. So Myers-Briggs says that um, some people are introverted, some people are extroverted, some people are more thinking and some people are more feeling. Like the thinking-feeling variable, people often throw those type of stereotypes as men and women things like men are more thinkers and women are more feelers or whatever, but that's yeah. that's really not true it's it just has to do with what your myers briggs profile is yeah, and time and time again, people are 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 accusing male female that people are not understanding the dichotomy between these are male female differences these are. Myers-Briggs. Diff- these are like uh, personality differences, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. And uh-huh. so, um, and then there are certain personalities that are better at budgeting, personalities that are better at at um, at, at social cues, you know. Yeah. Like yeah, a, yeah. a man who's really good at understanding social cues might wind up being like a salesman or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? When, yeah. w- when a woman's really good at social cues, might wind up. I don't know, but I'm just making up examples. But so so. As an advocate of the simplicity of the idea that men and women are different, yeah, I also, in order to be good at bringing that in balance, I need to be also an advocate of the sixteen personality types. All personalities are equal. The the nine en- enneagram types, you know. Again, mm-hmm. that's why it'd be cool to have Alexis here because she's always talking about the enneagram stuff. That's yeah. like her, that's like her claim mm-hmm. to fame, whatever. But um, that you have to understand the enneagram differences and not associate those with male-female differences if you really want to get it right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. But to say that men and women are not different at all, that the only thing that makes us different is how we've been programmed. Yeah. There, there, were, there was a, a feminist, there was a, a man, actually, a male f- feminist, and he gave his daughter trucks and stuff to play with instead of dolls. Walks by the room and starts standing out the room, and she goes, "Shh, be quiet. The trucks are sleeping." And so she's like turning the trucks into little dolls, you know. Yeah. And then uh, a, a one woman, she was a feminist. She gave her boys dolls to play with, and she yeah. comes in and they're holding them by the hair and they're, they're, they're beating each other with them, like yeah, yeah. or they you know, turn them into airplanes. Or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And when you really get out, know, you know, boys will be boys, you know. Yeah and, yeah. and you can't. Yeah. The whole,
1: I mean, what's that whole thing? um I can't remember what boys and girls are made of. Like, boys are made of snakes and snails and puppy dog tails. (laughs) Girls are made of sugar spice and everything nice. Like, that's that little... (laughs) Like, that came from somewhere. There's a reason that
0: exists. Yeah. Because there there are differences. Yeah. Yeah, and you look at every society across America, groups of people that didn't even know other groups existed, they've all adopted the same model of the men... Men are The men is the hunter, the, the woman is the nester. You know, yeah. the protect, provide, mm-hmm. pursue. Yeah. You know, we've all we've all kind of naturally formed into these yeah, these yeah. things without any. But so that's that's argument that the feminists make is that men and women are different because of nurture, not because of nature. And so we've been nurtured, society. Our parents have told us that that women should act this way and boys should act that way. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and this stuff. I think it is important. Though, like I say, to study the Myers Briggs, differences, because you know, there's there's uh, there's little tomboy girls that love to run around, and, yeah, true, and, yeah. and be adventurers, you know, like uh, yeah. your sister. I, I don't call her a tomboy at all, but your your sister's like an adventurer, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she, yeah, she bought the van. She yeah, the, she's lived she's, out of a van and drive around. The, the pure, she's apparently, the purest example of that nomad type of yeah, mentality. Apparently,
1: dirtbag is like a, a a term now that's not offensive. <laughs> like, because that's what it means. It's kind of like someone who lives out of their van, and it's kind of this adventurer sort of. Yeah. Thing. So like that's why on a different podcast I was talking to, talking like it was one that Natalie was on, and I said something <laughs> about like she wants to live out of a van, and mom and dad can just like she she's just their dirtbag daughter or something. Like that. <laughs> that's why I said that because I
0: like I found out that wasn't well oh, to right. me. It still sounds really offensive. I don't know. And yeah. so, so that's something I want to add about, about, about Natalie. And I think that's really great, she's, she's just a purest example of this girl that wants to go out, be an adventure and stuff, is that, you know, um, in the currencies, when we talk about currencies, there's a currency concept called par for the course. So if you play golf, you ought to make, you know what that means. Uh, every golf course has par. So like, okay. um, one, if, if the hole's not too far away, it might be like a par three, yeah. when another hole might be like a par six or yeah. something right and so yeah, yeah. it's hard to tell so they rate the go- the tee off to hole by a par number and then you're either birdie par or bogey so you, if you can do it in one stroke less like then you're birdie okay. so you're doing good okay. right if yeah. you if you can do it in three strokes then you're par which means you're average and uh-huh. then if you're doing it in like four strokes then you're bogey it took you an extra stroke to get there you're minus one, so that's why yeah. when you watch golf, it'll say birdie, bogey. It, was, it says yeah. as you go through, oh, this guy's minus five, minus four, minus three. Oh, this guy's plus one, plus two, plus three, because according to par, right? Okay. And so, <laughs> you're this I encourage young young men this, that your your wife sets par for the course, you know. And so if you marry a woman who who Deep down inside of her wants to have a house and wants to you know that then then that would be like your job to protect and pursue provide for for whatever yeah. she's desiring you know yeah and then so she's saying if you're you're you're, you're birdie or bogey or not you know but there's yeah. other guys I know That's that like, have married women that have have a desire for missions or have a desire you know to be be like a dirtbag or whatever you know? yeah. <laughs> to okay. do yeah. The yeah 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 and it's like you know you can be totally content. Yeah. With you know, so let's say let's say would Natalie, let's say that she marries somebody that has the same adventurous kind of heart as hers, and they're they're, they're traveling the U.S. and they live out of a van, yeah. and stuff, right? Well, the um if they were doing marriage counseling or talking to a pastor, the pastor might say to the husband, might say, "What's what's what's wrong with you? You're not properly providing for your wife. You live out of a van. You should go yeah. work a job and buy her a house or something." Yeah. it's like, well. She sets par for the course, and she's totally happy to live out of this van because yeah. Yeah. her priorities are elsewhere. Her priorities are adventuring and stuff, and so in a way, women are leading in that kind of way because we feel a res- we as men feel a responsibility to protect, pursue, and provide according to 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 women's needs. You know, yeah, yeah, like, and so with with Natalie, she's the type of girl. That yeah, one vacation a year probably isn't enough. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. She'd
0: probably need more than one vacation so, a year when the, other girls would yeah, only so she want sets,
1: one. I like that. I like right. that, what so, you just did with that. And so she sets the bar. So, like, that's her kind of, that's what she enjoys. So, the, the right man for her would be protect, pursuing, and providing for what she, yeah. for her living out of her van. Right. For
0: her being <laughs> a dirt So, so her, her living out of her van is, <laughs> well, so, one, is, yeah. is one type of provision. So she needs a man but, that will further her dirt bag like, <laughs> Well, so, so she she may set par for the course on that whole certain way but th- with Natalie there's par for the course that's a lot higher in other things like I said like Natalie one vacation a year isn't enough for Natalie she yeah. needs like three or four vacations a year she wants to move every six months there's nothing wrong with that yeah. she's an adventurer you know and that's part of her, her makeup she's on the Enneagram she's the clearest example of a seven Yeah, you know and when you understand seven yeah. you understand like wow that's... I think it's seven. So one, two, three, four, six, seven. Think. Yeah, yeah, I seven. I don't know which one she got. Yeah, I have I no idea. I, I don't she, she may have gotten a four. I don't know, because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, but she's so... What I'm saying yeah. is that adventurer type of... But so, if you're going to be a good husband and provide yeah. for your wife... Yeah. If your wife wants to go on three three international vacations a year... Yeah. And you only want to do one every other year, because you're, you're working this nine-to-five job... Then you're not really providing. Yeah. So the the homemaker concept isn't just like the 1960s model as seen on in black and white television. It's yeah. yeah. It's different. So but some women they set the par for that. Also.
1: Right. Like, like, because I think Melissa, my other sister, like, I I don't want to (laughs) like paint dinner, and I didn't like that. Like you know that isn't accurate or anything, but. Like, I think she would be more comfortable and more happy with wanting to be at home, to have kids, to mm-hmm. raise up the children, to be. And so she would set the par that way. Yeah. Because I don't think, I mean, it's just me thinking, I don't think she has any desire to live out of a van. And right, I think what yeah. Natalie's doing is kind of the opposite. She would rather have a house and rather yeah. have, yeah, the 1960s lifestyle.
0: Right, exactly. So, so... We'll- there's par for the course, isn't just how big the house is. It's how many vacations per year, how many children, you know, things like that. Yeah. And there's a lot of ways that, when you really dig into the depth of a man's heart, and and really get to the 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 self a, a selfless man's heart. I mean, the, yeah. a husband's heart. If you mm-hmm. if you dig into the depth of a true husband's heart, it is to provide for his wife and. To meet every one of those needs, to the point that he'll he'll bend over backwards, he'll work two jobs to to to, to, to make it happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I could I could see Natalie make marrying some somebody and and then struggling, and then him realizing, hey, well, we want to travel, so I'm going to work this extra job, and I'm going to really plow so that in three months from now we can go over here. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, in today's yeah, world, there's a hundred ways to work from your laptop anyway. But just um, so it, it's a way. To see women as leaders, when you understand protect, pursue, provide, yeah. you realize that women are leading in, in, a, in, in a beautiful way because the man, a true selfless man, see the, uh, the upside down in pyramid. Matthew seventeen. I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up because I know we're closing. Uh, Matthew. Well, we don't have to. Well, Matthew really seventeen. To me. Uh, Matthew seventeen through twenty. The subject appears to change. It appears like Jesus changes the subject like five times. He doesn't change subject at all, and he begins with, "Who do the kings require to pay taxes, sons or the, their children, or strangers?" And Peter says, "Strangers." Yeah. And they, the fish with the coin in its mouth. Yeah. And then all these different stories that all follow that same idea, the, the various parables, you know? And then afterwards, after all of that, like three chapters later, then it says, whoever wants to be chief among you, let him be your, your servant. You know, whoever wants to be great among you, let him be the least. Yeah. Even as the son came uh, not to give his life as a ransom for many. That's a rough paraphrase, but you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah, So Jesus is like the same type of selflessness. So the true heart of a husband... Is to is to protect protect a true heart of a husband is to protect pursue and provide, and if women are honest, the true heart of a wife is to be protected pursued and provided for. But that actually means the woman is leading because her needs are setting par for the course. Yeah, right. So anyway, that's, that's, that's probably a good that's point really to close. On.